we were in energetic right alignment. And you were giving them clarity. Yeah, and yeah. then I didn't care whether or not, like I did build a team to help them implement their plans mm -hmm. in certain areas, but then I built strategic alliances to do it in other areas that we weren't expert in, and so that we could help them from a holistic standpoint mm -hmm. to really help them to get them where they're at. And what's very interesting to me is that come April 1st of 2017, we now have a Department of Labor regulation that is coming down like a bull in a china shop on this industry, right. where when they did it in Australia, 60% of advisors all left the industry, and in the UK, 55% of advisors left the industry. Uh, what what are they going to do in April of 2017? Yeah. How are they going to change so that? So we're already seeing some of that trickle-down effect. So mm -hmm. you've got um, State Farm, as an example, just said they will no longer let their agents service IRA retirement accounts. So you're going to have to call an 800 number if you're a customer of State Farms okay. and you bought an IRA through them. Um, you've got companies that are nationwide just bought a huge book of business from mm -hmm. another insurance company because they don't have... Um, the kind of products that actually support a client advocacy relationship. Okay. So what it's doing is it's squeezing out um, that you can no longer operate and not be an advocate for your client. It's mm. almost like counterintuitive to the average person going, what do you mean you weren't my advocate? I bought all those products through you. Mm -hmm. And the fact that now, legally, if you deal with anyone's retirement accounts, you are automatically a fiduciary, which means you could go to jail if you mislead somebody. Ooh, that sounds good. And the general mm -hmm. public is like, finally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and my clients told me this when I was 27 years old. Now, right. 16 years later, mm -hmm. the industry has finally put, or I should say the government has finally put regulation in place to force that upon people who didn't choose for that to be their primary objective. Got it. Okay. And so it's turning the entire industry on their head. So you're going to have different product lines. Um, they're going to be paid differently. And mm -hmm. I think the biggest reason why there will be turnover is that the average age of an advisor today is 58 years old. Okay. And you'll just have a bunch of people, as opposed to completely changing their business models, they're just going to choose to retire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if, if they can, Correct. I mean, do they have the nest egg to do that? Well, or they're going to have to roll up and fold into somewhere else mm -hmm. that will then help to support them. I see. I have people calling me all the time now say, hey, can we look at us working together? I'm kind of going, no. <laughs> I'm fine without you. Well, Thanks. it's because of the fact that I don't want anyone who really chose that that was their priority before. Mm -hmm. Because once you operate a certain way energetically, it's not that you can't shift. It's just that I don't want to be a part of a person's learning curve in the industry from that um, because I've tried. Right. Um, went back in 2008 when my first book came out, The Emotion Behind Money. Yeah. Um, I tried to stand in front of groups of financial planners and I was laughed off the stage. Oh, jeez. I was, I had, I had people at the National Association of Financial Planners, uh, a gentleman with, there was about 500 advisors right. in the room and the gentleman raised his hand. He goes, I don't get what you do. And I go, this is the problem because mm -hmm. if I sit in front of 2,000 people in the general public, they completely understand what I do, but the advisors don't. Right. And I said, because we go to our left brain logical as an advisor, mm -hmm. and we just try to be logical about it. And the challenge is, is that we've taken humanity out of finance. Right. And 
the process we work through is that we're blending that humanity back in, that we're embracing the fact that, yes, we are human beings and we have emotions with our money. Right. And how do you then position you to be lucky to create then the quality of life for your kids' college planning or, you know, purchasing homes or your own retirement? And Mm -hmm. for the most time, most part, most people only have a couple, a handful of goals that they have in their lifetime. Right. And left brain logical is not necessarily always the right answer. So when you came out with the emotion behind money and you're talking to all these advisors that are looking at you with a head tilted sideways <laughs> like a dog hearing a weird sound. Sure. What it, what helped turn that tide? It's sort of like when um, you know more medical doctors are coming out and saying they believe in near-death experiences sure. You know, because more MDs are dying and coming back and living to talk about it <laughs> without oxygen for minutes at a time. Totally. So what what is it going to take to get these managers or what have you seen sort of help turn the tide sure. with them to understand that there's emotion behind that? Absolutely. Money? And so at that time in 2009 it was that mm-hmm. I actually actively chose to not spend any more time educating advisors, I just decided, you know what, they won't listen to me until I prove the numbers. Okay. That actually, that mine is successful. And my business has grown 10 to 30% per year since then. Nice. And um, it's because when you do right by people and money is energy, more money comes. Right. I now have seven other financial planners who work for me and...